0: Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 225. I'm Ed Hawkins, betting.betfair cricket correspondent. This is your public service podcast for the festive series. With the festivities and the family all driving you insane, why not go upstairs and just listen to this in your ears for half an hour to get away from the absolute madness. unwrap our Boxing Day gift special to you, Sam Collins. Yes, you
1: are, you are very welcome come along indeed everybody christmas cracker of a show for you today um as uh as, as hawkins has shown with his extremely festive jumper which is uh cheering up all of our moods here ho 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 you might say here's paul christian murty of betting.betfair hi sam season's greetings season's greetings paul and good tidings to richard mann of sportinglife.com hello
2: no, when will it all be over? I'm ready for it to be done already, Sam.
1: <laughs> Richard, Richard, man. <laughs> Come on. Mute yourself. Um, Hawkins, what's on the show?
0: Uh, Boxing Day test matches previewed with team news, pitch reports, trends, stats, analysis, trades, players to follow and swerve for Australia versus Pakistan from the G, and South Africa versus India from Centurion. I'm also going to start with an all's dove, uh for our Festive party in the big bash with the renegades taking on the heat.
1: Okay, lovely stuff. And all finished off with your festive best bets. We'll also be checking in on our three wise men to ask them what they've learnt this year. And have we got other people joining us? No, that Okay, that's okay. Right. Anyway, let's start with an outright. Uh, Betfair Exchange have the big bash outright as follows after the mini-break. Prizes are all subject to change. Uh, Favourites, uh, Perth, 3.65. Uh, 4.9 are Heat, the Heat. Um, 5.1, Sydney Sixers. 10.5, Melbourne Renegades. 11, Hobart Hurricanes. Um, 14.5, Adelaide Strikers. 18s are um, Sydney Thunder. And the tw- uh, 28s are the Melbourne Stars. Uh, Hawkins let me come to you first um, can I have some updates on injuries and availability
3: please
0: yeah just a top and bottom a bit of news for those prices for you we'll start with the stars great news for stars back as if there are any out there uh, Glenn Maxwell will only miss that one game it uh, looks like he's coming back to fitness with that uh, wrist injury he was looking a bit bleak at one stage but uh, stars are not going to suffer too much without him of course they had Uh, No, Maxwell, last season they finished bottom, so could that mean that uh, they might be able to pick up? And just a word on Perth, very short. They haven't picked their best team yet, which is ominous for the rest of them. Ashton Agar is now going to be available, uh, we understand. They've also got Lance Morris back into the fold after he was released from the second test squad, Australia versus Pakistan. So they're absolutely at full throttle, the Perth Scorchers. Okay, um,
1: lovely stuff. Paul Krishnamurti, we've been clear from the start, this is a poor tournament. Any chance we've missed something out of the top three in the betting?
3: I don't think so. I think that, well, we're certainly right. I think really confident that we're right about the three bad teams at the bottom, right? And that means we should be pretty strong with the pretty close to how the top five will finish. All I would say is it's very early still. And you might look at Renegades and Hurricanes and say that they could come in a bit. It's not impossible that a couple of that you get a couple of funny results in the next week or so, and those favourites drift out. But at the moment, it does look very predictable.
1: Okay, Richard Mann, uh, sitting pretty on your heat outright bet. So profit's still to come potentially. Can you kick us off with your profit loss for the year, please? What you've learned about betting, and Life in general is appropriate. It can be in um in, in rhyming, slang, however you want to approach this.
2: Oh, well, I, I won't talk about fatherhood, Sam, because I've i chewed your ear enough about that. No, I need the heat to do well. It's been a really tough year for me. Uh, minus 6.5 as we stand. obviously got heat going well in the outright. Heat Perth final would be would be even better. Um, Liam Dawson, too short last week at 25 to 1. Top stars. Batsman was a a kick where I didn't need them. I think. The one thing and i've mentioned this before uh, and i probably haven't heeded my own advice is about specializing around franchise tournaments maybe not the IPL, where you kind of know what where everyone stands but tournament like this where there's so much squad share i think it really helps if you can identify a couple of sides and almost follow them like a football team know the ins and outs who's coming who's going to captain next week how that might affect the batting order and I think that if you do that, you'll get ahead of the majority of the traders. Now, so you still need a little bit of luck. If you're thirty to one top batsman, pick goes up to number four because you knew they were going to lose an overseas player that week. Um, but if you keep bet- betting the wrong prices, um, in the long run, it will pay. And I think these these tournaments do offer an opportunity to that. And on that theme, grounds as well, specialise on grounds a place like. Leeds has been really good to me over the years. I probably haven't hammered it enough in my own staking. Paul the wanky, it's been a cash cow for him. Um, So that's probably a a big lesson for me, actually. If you're really confident about a team, you think you know the team or a ground, make sure your staking mirrors that. And for me, it probably hasn't done that this year. I've spread my best bets out, a point here, a point there, and I probably shouldn't have done that looking back.
1: Thank you very much for your Christmas wisdom, Richard Mann. Um, lots to, to chew on there. We'll get on with the, the show now with Renegades versus Heat on Thursday from the Marvel Stadium, 8.15am. Start UK time live on Sky Sports. Bet for Exchange have the Renegades at 2.12, Heat at 1.84. Hawkins, get low down, please.
0: Renegades expected to line up like this. De Kock, Clark opening the batting, Fraser McGurk, Madison, the captain, we maintain until he's in this team. Well, I maintain um, they want to be swerved. Uh, Madison needs to go because they've got also Shaw Marsh fit again and they need to get another bowler in there, I reckon. But Finch, Wells, Sutherland, who's way too low, should be batting higher up. That means Madison can come out and they get that bowler in. Rogers, Richardson, Siddle and Majeeb. As I said, Sean Marsh fit again. John O'Wells a ton in grade cricket since we were last on. Uh, heat lining up like this with asterisks by the name of Brown and Renshaw injury niggles. But Brown, Munro, McSweeney, Renshaw, Billings, Walter Bartlett, Nisa Johnson, Swepson and Kuhneman. Uh, at the Marvel 11, a last 21 sides batting first have busted uh, 160 And eleven have been won by the side batting first. He knocked out Renegades in the knockout, but lost the two in the group on the head-to-head last season.
1: Okay, Richard Mann, you thought Renegades would be a team which would grow into the tournament. Uh, Can't be ideal. They've had such a long break.
2: No, definitely not for people like Finch and John O' Wells. But the caveat to that is, I think just the team getting together um, for a few weeks would definitely have helped. I heard some crazy stuff on the when they have the mic on with the players and I think it was Sam Harper at the Stars talking about their, their their overseas leg spinner they'd got in and he'd only got off the plane the day before. The keeper hadn't even faced him in the nets. How ridiculous is that? Um, so this little bit of time we've had off, it, it should, should mean that teams have been able to iron things out like that. I think the, the Renegades will keep getting better and better for all I do agree with Ed about our old friend Nick Madden said I can't believe Sean Marsh doesn't get into this eleven. I mean they've got to find a way to to, to change that.
3: Okay, Paul, how do you bet? I think it's about right. I think I'd go at one point nine heat two point one Renegades. And you have to make heat favourites. Very impressive start, a good unit, but they are missing um, two key players, Kawaja and Labashane. And as Ed notes, Renshaw and Brown have got niggles. I, you know, I put Renegades up at the start as I thought they were the value bet. And I'm not going to, whilst I'm not mega confident about that, I'm not going to just dismiss them. I think that they've made some good signings. De Cox in now, Joe Clark with Joe Clark. That's a very good opening partnership it didn't have last season. Um, I, I think they're capable and they're at home. So, to me, it's a game that could go either way, really.
1: Okay. Heats have won both matches, Richard Mann. Any weak links for your pre-tournament bet?
2: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm excited, but I won't get carried away. They've not faced Perth yet, have they? Or, or a side of that hill. I think they've to beat two pretty average sides. Um, bowling looks really good, but again, this comes back to what I said about following your teams. They used Xavier Bartlett in the surge in the last game, and it nearly cost them against Sydney Thunder. If they continue to do that, that could be a real problem for them because he he's ripe for getting it in the surge. And then I'm a massive fan of McSweeney, but him and Renshaw three and four, they're really run-a-ball merchants, it's great for top-back betting, but that could potentially mean they get slow in the middle order. Um, so they're, they're, they look a good side, but they're definitely beatable. They're not completely rock-solid. Yeah, any
1: innings, runs at
2: vice
3: Yeah, I'm glad we're at the marvel now Because um, this was a ground that This this I think could be the value opportunity I think if you look at the historic stats It's a solid ground for runs So a lot of 160s, 170s But those stats are very much skewed By the fact that a lot of one-sided games Because for three, four years Renegades were just a terrible, terrible side. were getting slaughtered Getting bowled out cheaply I think now this is a good close game Both sides are competitive And I think that the 190, 200 lines are very much in play. Uh, especially start season, guaranteed to get fresh pitch. Um, so I, I think I will be going for 200 plus, hope to get at least seven, eight to one on that. And that's a bet. And likewise for sixes, um, each match in the tournament so far, they've been the lions been over nine and a half or ten and a half. Now I think that's comfortably get a the Marvel. Um, is it got a higher sixes? Um, Ray Shard and Muggs to the grounds in it, and that's not a particularly big line. And both teams back quite deep as well, i don't know.
1: Okay, to uh,
3: Hawkins for top bats
0: Munro and QDK boosted with sports 12 to five, 5 and 23 to 10, respectively. I do like John O'Wells at 12s. That's a win rate bet on two year form. And uh, Marsh 89 not out in that knockout defeat last season. He's three to one with Betfair Sportsbook, but also will be continuing to short Madison's runs. Uh, no doubt, it's uh, been such a gold mine over the last few years. Okay,
1: players to follow, Richard.
0: Yeah, like I'm a big Will Sutherland fan, um, but he was
2: 40s when he copped in the first game. He's down to 16s now. It just feels a bit short to me, but if there was a partnership in at the top of the order, you could bet in running 25 upwards. You know he's the sort of player who could catch up. I think that's the way you bet Sutherland. I agree with Ed. I think the middle order... Is the way to go for the renegades because I think up against Nisa and Johnson with a new ball and Bartlett with the new ball, the Heat could pick up early wickets. Um, and then for Heat, Heat with the bat, I'm a massive Nathan McSweeney fan, nine to two, second top scorer in the last game. He's just a class act in the making. He won't strike at 200, but I think for top batsman markets, he's he's perfect at number three. He's nine to two and Munro, what is 23 to 10 boosted. I wouldn't say it's a match, but I don't think it's far off given the bat two and three. Like Sweeney, for me, he's got to be the better, nine to two. And I think a better pitch here will suit him as well. He was a turgid pitcher last day, um, but a better pitch, he's a touch player. Um, I, I, he's got to be a better at the prices. Okay. And to
1: you, Paul Krishnamati.
3: Just one, as already named him, John O'Wells, 12 to one. That's a huge price. And he said it's a two year on two year form that pays. I'm pretty sure that would pay over five or six years because I can remember backing him at about eight to one, three, four years ago, and he won three times from number five or number six. So rock solid bet there.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Paul Krishnamurti. A timely reminder that our good friend, Edward Hawkins, is on hand at betting.betfair, covering every single big bash game and offering advice on Christmas clothing too so the one of those <laughs> may be true one of those maybe not and right on cue Edward could you please uh can I have your um your, your betting dot bet yeah. for profit for the year and um one thing you've learned
0: I got this on eBay actually
1: i I really I actually really like it I'm being chippy but I'm I think yeah
0: I've had it a couple of years um yeah, we're just shy of a half century on profit on betting.betterfair That's reflected of the fact we've um, had to tip on more games than ever before um, over there because, well, there's so many franchise tournaments. Um, and because there's so many tournaments, that leads into what I'm going to say next about what I've learned. And that is the same thing I learn every single year, which is to maintain your discipline and have faith in your system, if you like. I do remember Stars of the World Cup. I spoke to Paul about it on text, had a dreadful start to the World Cup because I couldn't get a win rate bet over the line on top bats and thought that I'd missed something or something was going wrong. Paul quite rightly said you've got to retain faith in the way you do things. And I did leave some points out there on the World Cup for, for sure because I did lose my nerve on a couple of players, Babar Azam, one of them. Um, but in the end, uh, knuckled down and kept... My confidence up and kept tipping wrong prices, and that made the difference in the end. So that's the advice: you've got to you've got to stay true to what you believe to be true.
1: Be more Paul Collingwood, you might say. Know your areas. Know your scoring shots. That
0: yeah, that's that's a nice. Yeah, cricket analogy. Yeah, play to your strengths.
1: Lovely. Um, thank you, Hawkins. That was very very insightful. Um, now we move on to our post-Christmas gift. Two tests to cover. We start at the boxing start with Boxing Day at the G. Australia versus Pakistan, which starts Christmas night at eleven thirty PM. TNT Sports, Betfair Exchange have Australia at 1.24, Pakistan 14.5, 7.6 is the draw and Hawkins is going to go low down for us?
0: Yeah, teams Warner, Kawaja, Labashane, Smith, Head, Marsh, Carey, coming, start line, and Hazelwood, Pakistan. This is the team I think they should pick, but I think if you've seen who their selection panel is these days, don't expect any sensible decisions. Next, hey, that's a good point of a 2024. I think Pakistan could have a really tough year with, the, with that mob in charge. But Shafiq Imam, Masood Baba, that's fine. Shakil Safaraz. Agar, Fahim, Wasim Junior's got to come into this team because they've got to strengthen the bowling. Ridiculous lineup they went with for the Perth Test. Jamal and Afridi, so that means Shaquille the batter has to miss out. Uh, the MCG big potential for low scores at the G recently, um, not including that 2017 Ashes bore first, and then they sorted the pitch out, didn't they? Um, South Africa uh, didn't pass 200, more than 204 in the two innings. In the last test played there, England 68 out all out the year before, eight in the last five test scores, two or four or fewer. Um, and as I said, that goes back to that pitch which they had to, um, well, they it, it may be a drop in pitch there, I can't, I can't remember, but they basically changed the way they were doing the pitch. So the, these scores are all after that pitch change,
1: okay. Um, kushnamurti let's come to you pakistan beaten by 360 runs in perth bowled out for 89 in the second innings how do you bet a mismatch please on the match
3: odds well first of all just to say the in-play trading plan worked in that test um the usual old system of back both sides double the odds double their starting odds that worked australia drifted out to 1.75 at some point And I think if you fancy Australia to be a certainty in this game, it's the same plan. You've just got to set a target, maybe at double the odds. Maybe you don't want to be that ambitious. But just hope that at some point in the game, Pakistan have a good spell and the odds change. It happens so frequently. So I would definitely do that. I would also say, though, yes, it is probably a mismatch. Pakistan were very disappointing there. Especially as they weren't in a terrible position at one stage. Um, but Perth is much more pro Australia than the MCG. You know, nobody gets a result at Perth. India won twice recently at the MCG. As Ed said, you generally get a lot of low scores here. Anything can happen in a low scoring game. Overheads are always a factor, or usually a factor, at the MCG. So I'm gonna say tentatively. Fourteen point five about Pakistan is not the worst um, opening trade to have. Okay, thank you, Paul.
1: Um, any nuggets, Richard? Man,
2: yeah, like I kind of agree with Paul there. I, I, I'm Paul, not sure Pakistan. Sorry, sorry,
1: I'm actually just going to cut in there and say I've gone to I've gone gone a question down. I'm actually just going to ask you first: Do they have any chance?
2: I. I uh... Whether they can put it together for two innings, I'm not so sure. But I agree with Paul. I, I didn't think they would divide a promise. So I was really down on the bowling before the first test. And, and in Jamal, and you expect better from Shane Afridi, I think we've seen enough to suggest that they can bowl Australia out. They're desperately missing a good spinner out there. And you would think that Massoud and Babar will come good at some point. Um, so I think I'd probably be in agreement with Paul about the opening trade. Um particularly if we think there's going to be a bit of life in this pitch, they could stick Australia in. I'd I'd go with Paul. I think I'd have a few quid at Pakistan on the trade and try and get out. Okay. Um, Paul, innings, runs, options, Pakistan, first innings, runs.
1: were short around that 310 mark on the power line. What now?
3: Well, I think they're going to be considerably lower. I think probably more like 250, given the previous numbers on this grounds and what happened. But, um, no, again, um, the power line did go up considerably in running at Perth. Um, I think you could lay 3.75 uh, odds on at one point. Um, And, again, if Australia's case uh, started around 4.25, went up to 5.25, ended up in the middle of that, um, I think I'll be surprised if Australia start below 400. So I'm going to say really go with the same plan, look to go unders at some point in running, preferably um when it's gone up maybe 50 from the par, but maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe you get early wickets and it goes down and then you have to go back up. I would say I mean more yeah. simply just go unders when a you, when a team is on a partnership of fifty, 100, 150 to, at those points. And take and always back the extreme option. Always back the odds odds on up lady odds on option.
1: OK, thank you. Um, nuggets, Richard?
2: Yeah, um, I'm I'm pr- pretty down on Steve Smith, actually. i watched a lot of him in this test match, quite often doing the milk feed, uh, I'm afraid to admit. Uh, and it, I just, I think Ed picked up on it last week as well. I think there's some signs that he's not quite the player he was. Um, it just looks, last year he was out a couple of times in the Ashes LBW, and the previous Ashes, he just... He's kept stepping across his stumps and never missed one. And he's just starting to miss the odd straight one now. And it happened in the second innings at Perth. What did he make? A couple of starts, a 30 and a 40. He just looked a lot more, even more frenetic than usual. And his first innings line is 40.5, potential for a bit of a spicy pitch. Five to six, I think I'd be playing unders on Smith's first innings runs here.
1: Okay. Paul Krishnamati. Couple of things.
2: Um...
3: First of all, highest individual score in a match under 138.5 at five to six. That's one in four of the last five MCG Test matches. And secondly, I'm going to say, it's, I'm not saying it will win, but five to one about no ton in the match is not a terrible price. Um, so in those last six matches, that has won once, so you got your money back. And in a couple more, there was only one. So. Given its like potentially low scores, you could get a good bet there at 5 to 1. Lovely. Uh, Hawkins, anything on the tops?
0: Yeah, going back to what I said earlier about what we've learned is to keep taking wrong prices and have faith in the system. And the system is betting players at win rates, which give you wrong prices on Sportsbook. So 7 to 2 about Kawaju's won 9 in the last 23 is a bet. Baba's has won 6 in the last 13 is 3 to 1 with Betfair Sportsbook. You may even get that boosted to 7 to 2 um and, and just a couple of prices uh lower down the order wasim and fahim for top pakistan back 50s and 20s no science behind that but it could be that 30 or 40 wins it with those ground stats that we talked about and if there is a bowler who's going to do the damage pat Cummins, 21 wickets in five tests at the g and he's got the best economy rate of australia bowlers as well so we're not worried about the tie so much well not worried too much anyway Eleven to four with Betfair Sports but Top Australia first innings bowler.
1: Richard Mann, who do you like?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm
2: I'm massively with uh, with Pat Cummings. I thought he bowled really well in the first test, didn't really get the wickets. Um but I'm 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 sure that will happen at some point. Just a point, last year, this Boxing Day test as well, uh, South Africa were rolled out 189 in their first innings. Um, Marco Jansen from number seven was top scorer with 59, and Calverian at six got 52. So I think the middle order for Pakistan could be interesting. Ed's obviously mentioned some big prices for him, people like that. I think it could be the potentially worth of throwing a few quid at that lower order, lower middle order.
1: What about you, Paul Krishnamati?
2: Well, yeah, let's, let's continue on that theme. I mean,
3: you look at the odds about Baba and 3-1, 10-7-2 the That is good on the numbers, but could be a very low score. Do you really want to take a short price in that? And, you know, all of these guys can bat. I mean, Ed's got a 3D down at coming at 11. 3D was top scoring in the Pakistan Super League earlier this year. You know, he, he could easily come in and hit a quick 30 or something, at the death and win this and a low score um, Ahmed Jamal I believe is a batting He's not got a terrible batting record I think I may be wrong about that but I'm sure when I was watching the game last week stats came up and he wasn't that bad and Mohamed Waseem is definitely can bat so um, I think that's what I'll, what I'll be doing I'll be doing a combo of the 8, 9, 10, 11 for Pakistan
2: can I just, sorry, quickly, just jump back in. Really interesting to hear Massoud's comments after the first test said that they'd, they'd batted so many overs, but he'd expected in the first innings, but expecting them to get more runs, wanted to see them be more aggressive. And as England proved last summer, if you try and sit in a bunker against Cummings and Hazelwood, they'll get you in the end. And actually being aggressive is the way to put Australia on the back foot. I wonder what sort of approach you'll see from Pakistan's batting, whether they come out all guns blazing. And that might open up the market as well because if there's a spicy pitch and they're all too aggressive up top, again, it might lend itself to someone someone picking up the pieces down the order. I'm trying to form a case here, but I'm interested to see the approach anyway.
3: But it makes sense doesn't it? So let's, if you take two bits as an opener and you say, let's take 14.5 about Pakistan in the hope they get competitive and then also do a cover on the lower order, as a trade, you know, one way or another, I think you've got half a chance here. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Paul Krishnamurti, staying with you, we had to void last week's best bets on Australia versus Pakistan because Sportsbook didn't price, but your profit and loss for the year, please, and the one thing that you have learned.
3: Okay, um, so profit was plus 21.5 for the year, which was... A very, very big turnaround because I was miles behind after half uh, in June. Um, middle of the ashes, it all turned around. So very happy with that. And again, as Ed was saying before, the lesson there is just keep the faith. When you're on a bad run, go with it. Um, but the big thing for me, said it a few times over the year, is the new rules about runs in T20 cricket and probably 50 overs as well. Par is now 20 higher. I'm convinced of this. We saw it in Pakistan Super League, the IPL, Caribbean Premier League we saw in the World Cup Um, you know back in the day I used to generally always put an extreme unders line in maybe 130 or 120 a really big odds because you only need a couple there in a tournament to cop and you pay for the whole tournament Um, but that line now is 150 You know, I I mean I know you used to get a lot of games at 135, 140 I just can't see them anymore I think that The path's nearer to like 185 or 190, and it's still going off 175. And the low line really is 155 or something. And that applies, like I say, India, Pakistan, West Indies, um, pretty much everywhere now, I'd say.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Paul Krishnamurti. On to our final game of 2023 on Cricket Only Better. South Africa versus India starts Boxing Day. From St. live on Sky Sports, South Africa could well be favourites around the 2.5 mark, with India close behind 2.7, and the draw breaching 4 to 4.5. Hawkins, your final lowdown, please.
0: Yes, yeah, South Africa lining up like this, we think. De Zorzi and Elgar, Peterson coming back into the team, that's Keegan Peterson, Bavuma, Markram, Varian, Yansen Mulder, Maharaj, Kurtz and Rabada, Lungi Nagidi is also available, but not thinking he's getting into this team. India, Rohit, Jayaswal retaining his place because he got 170-odd against West Indies last time. Gill then at number three, Shreyas, Kohli, Rahul, Jadeja, Taka, Bumraj, Siraj, and Prasid. Actually, Shreyas and Kohli are going to be the other way around, aren't they? Uh... India don't like playing Ashwin abroad, although he is, is in the squad. There's no chamois for India, which is a blow, I'd suggest. India won at Centurion in 21-22 series, but they lost that series 2-1. Rahul, a ton in that game, and he had a good series. More on him later. Uh, Centurion, eight of the last ten, have been won by the side, batting first. No draws in that sequence. for the last ten. First innings of 350 or more. Some low scores, evidence, strong evidence that pitch really does deteriorate. Second innings average, discounting South Africa's Mammoth 6 one against a Sri Lanka clown attack um, is 231. Four of the last six fourth innings, all out scores under 200. That should be some decent numbers to keep you uh, busy over the five days.
1: Okay, thank you, Edward. Uh, Paul, how do you price this test?
0: Well,
3: I would make the draw, assuming a good weather forecast, big assumption to make it in South Africa, but assuming it's a decent weather forecast, I would really give the draw a very little chance. I'd have it out about 8.0. And I think I would have them tied, probably, South Africa and India. I would say I wouldn't make South Africa's favourite here. I'd say they're both around 2.2. I mean, stats say it's definitely a runs ground, a result ground. It's definitely a bat first ground. Uh, pitches here rates. And I think also, remember, the last series, the last time they met out here was a cracking series, very close games all the way through. Again, all the games back uh, swinging back and forth, so it's another these, All of these matches, I think, we should employ the um, double the odds in running system about both results. Okay, Richard Mann, first test for you, please, and series
1: overview while you're at it.
2: Yeah, first thing I want to say is I... I think south africa is the, the best place for test cricket to punt on i think it's just a brilliant because i think the pitches are always really sporting uh so the new ball bowlers are in there you've got a bat well up front but if you get in you generally get some quick outfields and quick pitches that, that help you time the ball well and there are definitely runs to be made it's brilliant it's brilliant for betting middle order runs um it's brilliant for betting seamers and then because you get hot weather the pitches deteriorate and spin comes in it fantastic I know they, they play well against West Indies in the last series at home, South Africa, but it wasn't long before that that they were terrible with the bat. Think Australia last winter, they were getting rolled out all over the place. England that the summer before that. Um, and to me, India are probably the stronger side. Um, I'm not convinced by South Africa's batting at all. But the big thing about India is everything was geared around the World Cup, wasn't it? I mean, I can't believe this has been Rohit's focal point for the last few months. So, how geared up are India going to be for this? That would be my concern. If I think, if I thought they were fully focused on this, I'd make India favourites for this test and the series. Um, I'm just a little bit concerned about motivation here, where there's probably more to play for, for South Africa at home.
1: Paul oh, Krishnamurti, uh, some tasty his run stats there. Any, any strategy, please?
3: Well, it's definitely an underground. Um... We you know we wait and see how wise the market is to that. Um, same comments as the previous uh, as the MCG. Wait for a partnership. Go under's we're on a 50, 100 partnership. Um, I think that there's a very good chance, certainly in the first two innings, that we'll get, but two hundred or more will be really short, like maximum one point two something like that. In which case you've got you've just got to lay that, given these these sides and potential conditions.
1: Okay, uh, Gill at number three spoil one of your technical bets, um, Richard. Mann.
2: ah, oh, look, I've, I've I've long felt that Gill's a massive LBW candidate. The only thing I'd say, and we'd have to see this pitch, um, the bounce here in South Africa can some sometimes save you from LBW, so you may get away with it on, on in that regard. I just want to say in general, um, and we did a a pod a while ago and I did a load of stats on middle-order batting in South Africa and, and how fruitful it was. Now, that hasn't really come to fruition sort of in the last year or so, but I maintain faith in that theory. I think if you get through that new ball, the ball goes soft, the sun comes out, the, the grass burns off the pitches, there are runs to be made in the middle-order. Think very end, think your, your guys like that and um, it's been a really good method for me over the years, and and as we were saying earlier, trusty method. Just because of one bad winter, I'm I'm not giving up on that theory at all.
1: Okay. Uh, any
3: nuggets, Paul? Um, no century in the match, four to one. It's won two of the last six, so thirty three percent return, and in uh, only one of only one in uh, four. Sorry. Yeah, in the other four matches, out uh, for six it was only one tonne. So that is definitely a value bet for me. Okay. Uh, Hawkins, the tops, please.
0: Yeah, more big prices, really. Janssen and Maharaj are your most responsible blokes for South Africa last two years. Two wins each. Uh, Janssen, two wins in 11. Maharaj, two wins in 13. Some really low numbers here. Elgar, one in 15, for example. Slim pickings, indeed. I would just mention uh, Peterson back in this lineup. After a spell out, had some injuries and what have you. He'd won two in nine. Looked like he had the temperament and ability to do well in test cricket. So uh, he could kick on uh, Rahul. Two wins in his last seven. Again, had some injuries back in the team. Both those wins are in that series against South Africa. You mentioned previously so keep an eye on his price. in the middle order could fit Richard's theory. Coley, four wins from 14 last two years. You've got to be boosted as we think 11 to 4 is going to be too short with Sportsbook.
1: Okay. Uh, Players to follow, Richard, please.
2: Yes, on middle order theory. Calvary Calverien really good in Australia on that tour I've just mentioned in the middle order. He's a nice fit. quite a slow turgid player but I could see him copping Jadeja for India is the obvious one again in the middle order made 100 edge bastard not so long ago in seeming conditions in England Um just to mention if he gets a game and like Ed I don't think he will but I think all those guys were on Ravi Ashwin on this last tour do you remember for top bat at 50s and I think he was he was, he was was basically a hit away from winning it if he comes in we know he can bat he's liable to be chucked, but a big price. Um, middle to lower order is the way for me I'm not convinced by South Africa, if Simon Harmer comes in for South Africa actually later in the series bats at number 8, he's another who can win it with 30 Rabada won it in England at 100-1, to one. do you remember that about a year and a half ago um, I'm not convinced by what South Africa did against West Indies a year ago and I think betting lower down the order will pay over the course of the series and my voice is going I do apologise
3: mm-hmm. uh, Paul Krishnamurti.
2: Well it's, it's hard to
3: really conclude this because we haven't seen the odds yet um, I mean, the the, the two top-order players who I very much would like here would be Aidan Markham, who's got an average of 57 Wanderers, easily the best in his side, and two tons here. Um, and Coley, because I think mean Coley will play an anchor role, as he does, save his wicket. But if he's 11-4, that wouldn't really interest me. And, you know, as the guys have said, this is a middle-order, this is a middle-order, late-order place with late, late runs, potential um yes jansen and mara definitely a jadeja also shardell for core who's generally 40 to 1 plus and it's got him in as as a as a pick here so you know i i won't decide really on that until i see the betting but those middle order people at big odds would would interest me definitely
1: okay um thank you very much paul kudnamurti thank you very much richard mann thank you very much edward hawkins um that is your cricket only better wrapped up and under the tree for this christmas um and for the final time in 2023 i'm going to come to richard mann and to paul krishnamurti for their best bets five points each paul krishnamurti to you first
3: please okay we will start off with a one point treble on um Overs on sixes in Renegade v Heat, whatever the line is. Um, under 138.5, highest score, Australia, Pakistan. And then in a game we didn't discuss on the 22nd, Sydney Sixers to beat Adelaide Strikers. Okay, in the um, Heat-Renegade game, i have half a unit on O' Wells, 12 to 1, top um, Melbourne batsman one point on 190 or more first innings runs and half a point on 200 plus first innings runs. And then on the South Africa-India match, one point on no ton, uh I expect around four to one, and one point on Aidan Markram top South Africa back. Okay, lovely stuff. Richard Mann to you
2: right I'll, I'll try and finish with a good one after paul's beat me this year paul the bottle of bailey's is in the post right one point nathan mcsweeney top brisbane heat batsman versus renegades uh, and then it's in the test match one point pat cummings top australia first innings bowler at 11 to 4 two points stephen smith first innings runs under 40.5 at five to six and then moving to the south africa india boxing day test match final point is split half a unit each ravaged Asia top India batsman and Kyle Verien, top South Africa batsman
1: done thank you very much fellas that is a wrap um, I have been Sam Collins with Edward Hawkins Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann Cricket Only Better will return next year there's just about time for all of us to say many many thank you for your company in 2023 good luck over this festive period and um, have a wonderful